Hi, this is Dr. Green. And Ms. Green. And greetings from Chile. Hola. Hola. We are on a surprising trip, and uh, today we went to see the Atacama Cosmology Telescope high in the Andes Mountain. Which was an amazing experience. At 17,200 feet, the telescope itself. Which was a little bit uh, scary. <laughs> it was I, I, I've had altitude sickness in the past, so I was a little bit intimidated by this whole thing. Um, so in the, in the past, I just I got sick and I didn't know why, and so this time we tried to figure it out. And so it'd be great to have you tell us all about it. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you some things we've known for a long time about altitude sickness, and some things that are kind of brand new and shocking. But let me tell you about how oxygen, how altitude sickness works. When the oxygen levels get low in the air, our body responds by trying to get more oxygen. So the first thing that we do is breathe more quickly. Yeah, yeah. When when we first got there and they opened the van doors, I just started hyperventilating. Not, not a lot, but just a little bit. And then as that and breathing quickly changes the pH of the blood and the oxygen levels in the blood start going down. And so our body responds again, without us even thinking about it, by increasing the heart rate, to try to pump the oxygen around to the tissues. Yeah. And then the body begins to dilate blood vessels to get the oxygen into the tissues. And so you feel your heart beating, and with the dilation, you can feel um, headaches come on. Which that always happened to me in the past. And may feel a little bit dizzy because not enough yeah. blood's getting to your brain, especially mm -hmm. if you're trying to be active. And then if the altitude sickness is progressing, you'll tend to get weak in the legs. Uh, and, what about nausea? I got uh, and nausea too. And both of those come from uh, trying to shunt all the blood you can to your brain to protect that. And so you feel nauseous, you you feel weakness over your feel sick. You feel sick all over. And then you start to you think you're Foggy? Yeah. Well, I don't think I got foggy, but okay. in the past I've gotten that, that sick feeling to the point of I was really questioning, you know, this fabulous experience to get to go see this incredible telescope and should I go or not go? But I went. Yeah, and there are medications you can take to help prevent altitude sickness, yep. especially if you're going above 9,000 feet. And uh, we won't talk about that so much on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. But if you are starting to get symptoms, uh, getting a little bit of oxygen in a face mask can be really powerful. And that's not too surprising since lack of oxygen is the problem. Right, and I've never had that before. And then it start, your breathing starts to slow down and your oxygen levels in the blood start to come up, your pH starts to normalize, your heart rate slows down, your thinking is better, your strength is better, the headache and nausea go away. It's like this amazing solution. Which, interestingly enough, on this trip, they gave us each a little tiny canister. It was like eight puffs of air, something like that. Eight, eight uh, yeah, little, just like a little that. bit. Little canister that we each had. And what they said is, at the first sign, just just take a puff. Don't don't think about it. Don't try to hold out. Don't try to be macho. Uh, just just take a puff. So. When we got out of the uh, van, we immediately went into this little building. It, by the way, very cold. At yeah, it, it's just like Moonscape feet. Alpha up there. Yeah. It was it was barren, and the wind was blowing so yeah. hard, yeah. and it was so cold. So went immediately into this little uh, little uh, garagey um, workspace where we could warm up, 
And when I got inside, I was realizing I, I need to I need to get a pump of oxygen, which um, one of the other people in the tour helped me to do. Got got a puff, and like immediately I started to feel kind of normal. It was great, and I've not had that experience at altitude before. And we should say just real briefly, the telescope itself is amazing. It's helping to look at the birth of stars and the birth of galaxies. And it, the reason it's so high up is you want to find a place that's high elevation, so there's very little to block the, um, the view of space, and that's extremely dry without moisture in the air. That's why it's in a desert. And far away from light pollution, and that's why this is out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and super impressed with the scientists who are putting this together. Yeah, and, just, and the, the whole thing, just yeah. a fabulous experience. But the other thing we want to tell you about is there's now been a study and a, and a series of studies that have been replicated on seven different mountains and six different continents. So this is real science. And what they found is that if you take people that have already done the ascent, something like this, they have had oxygen, they have felt the relief of that. They took those folks, took them up to high altitude where they were experiencing symptoms, and half of them got oxygen, who got better just the way they were expected to. The other half were given just a mask with room air in it, that room air at altitude. They were getting nothing extra except a face mask. And the results of the study were absolutely shocking. So what happens is, our brain is always paying attention to the sensors, through our sensors, to the world around us, and then anticipating what's going to happen next and, and initiating a cascade of responses in our bodies unconsciously to prepare for that situation. Oh, somebody's calling. Hold on just a second. So this cascade of responses to prepare for whatever's about to come, and then, and then uh, adjusting for the situation. So in this case where they got nothing but they'd already experienced relief from oxygen and the body felt the face mask, what happened was immediately the hyperventilating went down and immediately the heart rate started to, to lower back to normal and the blood vessels went back to normal and the pH in the blood went back to normal. The oxygen levels didn't change at all, but the headaches went away, the nausea went away. On treadmill tests, their performance improved, their muscle strength and endurance improved and their thinking on cognition tests improved. So they had all of the improvement except the oxygen getting back, which they needed, but it gave them this this brief time where they were able to think clearly and move to get back to a safe spot. So our brains are just incredible how powerful they are. That, that is so amazing. It sounds almost like, like we're tricking ourselves. No, it's not tricking at all. It's, it's almost the opposite of that. It's in, in everything that we do, our brain is on high alert, scanning the world around us, anticipating what may come next, orchestrating a cascade of results, and then adjusting to the new situation. And this is just one example that's shocking to us because it's so extreme that even with something as fundamental as oxygen, our brain responds. Wow. Well, so it really worked for me. This time the oxygen did it. In it, fact, <laughs> there, you is, kept some. <laughs> there is a, there's a little... Uh, known effect that some people at high altitude, if they don't get altitude sickness, actually can get euphoric. Yeah, she was pretty happy today. <laughs> it was a great day. It was really, really fun. And uh, so next time, I'm just going to take the oxygen mask. No, no, no. Use the oxygen. Oh, if you've got okay, it. okay. <laughs> but if you're ever stuck, that's worth knowing. Well, 
it sounds to me like it's time for us to get going because I think dinner calls. It does indeed. Buenas noches. Buenas noches.